The Art of Everything with Bridget Masinga. It is the art of everything indeed right here on SAFM with myself, Bridget Masinga. Chabuli Likwala joins me in studio for as long as I've known her. She's never once introduced me to her husband. Um, <laughs> and then she waltzes into our studio today and she's got a bodyguard. <laughs> you know, but it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's lovely when you see a husband and wife supporting each other uh, right here. We're going to take a quick one and then we come back. I'm seeing a little bit of a break popping up on my end. So, uh, righty, let's try this again. It is made in essay. We've got founder of Seeker Republic, Ujablile uh, Gwale, joining me on the line. So I was saying, good evening, madam, because, you know, someone has said I didn't greet you. Oh, hi. <laughs> Are you good? <laughs> Thank you for having me here it's in only, your home. <laughs> it's only but a pleasure. Thank you for coming out. Now, I know you from, you know, Ngazuguti. You are busy with the Adleisure vibes. Yeah. I know that, you know, from time to time we bump into each other in the art circles. Yes. You lend your hand in terms yes. of marketing consultant, PR. And that's the world you come from, yeah. like marketing PR. You were working for a multinational with yeah. a good trajectory and then yeah. life happened. Life happened. Life happened. Yeah. Yeah, but uh And then you, you, you bounce. You you bounce, nah? Yeah. Yeah, you bounce, but I don't know, do you bounce with a plan? Did, like was there a plan or you formulate the plan halfway through? Look, I will say for me when I talk of life happens, um it wasn't planned yeah. because, I mean, obviously I didn't see it coming. Mm. But in the midst of trying to figure it out, I took the time to try and figure me out, you know, mm. especially, you know, when you are in the corporate space and you are moving in a certain way, you mm. think there's a direction that you want to take. Um, so I found Seagull Republic in the midst of the chaos. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes I used to have a mentor They used to say, you know, there's great opportunity in disaster yes. if you look for it, right? Yes. But I think you have to have that keen sense to look for yeah. it because it's not always obvious for everybody. Yeah. 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 How long did it take you to sort of bounce figure back and figure it out? Yeah. yeah. So I actually think at first you have to allow the the trauma to actually just, you know, be. Mm. Because it's also not fair to say, you know, a disaster just happened, you just bounce. Because yeah. it's, not, it's not realistic. Um, you know, life happens, it hits you, you need to take the moment to heal and to just kind of listen and figure out what am I supposed to learn from this experience? What yeah. is this experience teaching me? Where am I supposed to move from, from here? So for me, I think it took me at least a year um, to get to launch Sigur Republic. Mm. Um, I mean, I was going to gym every single day. That became my turn up, mm -hmm. you know, like <laughs> I was looking forward to two hour sessions of like step and <laughs> cardio. Um, and then I was like, actually, I want to start looking good for gym. You know, I don't have to wear my sweatpants and old T-shirts. Let me go shopping for it. Um, and that's when it hit me. And it said, you, you, you've, you've, uh, you've learned so much over the last couple of years. You know, mm. you've learned about um, brand building. You've learned about product development. Um, maybe now is the time for you to start something for mm. yourself. And when I saw the opportunity and started doing research, and I was like, I mean, at Leisure Wear is really, really massive, yeah. you know. Um, and the biggest players are all mainly international brands. Mm. And, of course, they have amazing technology that we don't have. Yeah. But we do know that, you know, with time, we will also get there. And that's how I 
got out of that disaster. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, I would I would not say to anybody that when something happens and you you are hurt in that manner, you can just bounce back. Just yeah. take the time, let the pain be the pain, and then in that pain, like you said, just look for the opportunity. Yeah, and actively look for it. Ask yourself. What am I supposed to learn from here? What mm. am I supposed to do now? I love it. I mean, and you, you, you articulated it so incredibly well. And then I wonder, you, you know, when you start an athleisure brand, because yeah. it really is a lifestyle thing at this particular point in time, um, as much as we have the big players, but there's also people are into bespoke things. Yes. People want things that resonate with them on a very personal level these days. And athleisure yeah is lifestyle yeah. it it is a brand that surpasses just sports yeah. at hence we say at leisure <laughs> you, you know um so for you you saw the gap there and you yeah. were in some i'm going full throttle yeah i mean i think you know when you just do research on it it's almost like a trillion dollars and it's growing and mm. you know and if you look around, everyone is just walking around with leggings. Everyone just wants to be a little bit more relaxed than mm. what we were in the past. Um, so I was like, no, man, let me not go and again say, you know, big players, come on, you know, um, don't you want to put some African print? Because that's the one thing that I saw as missing mm. um, in the market because there are beautiful, beautiful brands, uh, beautiful colors, nudes, flowers. You can find everything but mm. you just couldn't find the African aesthetic. And I was like, actually, maybe that's the, the space that I want to be in. And then also then when you are in African print, it's so tempting when someone goes, ooh, that print is cute. Can you make a wedding dress for me? You're like, no, <laughs> no, no. I don't do wedding dresses. <laughs> this is where I want to stay. So um, I think also just... You know, in the beginning, you try and figure out because you like, okay, where is the money going to come from? Maybe yeah. let me follow the crowd. But then you, you, you also have to just pull back a little bit and just say, what's the end game? And if the end game is Nike in Wakanda, if the end game is to get into sport and mm. really solidify ourselves in sport, we can't get, you know, um, distracted with all the other frilly things because, you know, everyone's going to a wedding now and they think, I'd like to go with that print. So mm. sometimes you just have to make those tough choices as well and say, if I'm going to be at leisure, let mm. me stay there and mm. not um, venture too much into other things. I feel like I was one of the people once upon a time. <laughs> uh, I was at an event. I think it was last year, an art event with a mutual friend. And I bumped into Jabalila and she had a tennis <laughs> skirt on. But she was wearing it very much in a you know a beautiful soiree kind of cocktail <laughs> way. And I was like, oh, I think I want the skirt. This is so cute. <laughs> this is very cute. Uh, we're talking to the founder of Seeker Republic, Jabalila Guala. Um, and by the way, what does what is Seeker? Like you Seeker? Yes, okay. I'm a Seeker tradition. Oh, Okay. Yes, oh, okay. yes, yes, yes. We've twanged it a bit. Oh, I've I twanged know. it a bit. <laughs> <laughs> And it took forever to get to that name. If I tell you where we started, your bridge yeah. will even judge me. Like, Was you it know, the I two judge of you me. in the kitchen writing on a piece of paper and the yeah. husband vetoing every like name? Like in the beginning, if I tell you, you'd be like, what is, what is the worst Ooh. name? Oh my gosh, I don't even want to go there. <laughs> but all I can tell you is, you know, when someone is just like, I don't know what the answer is, but this is not it. Yeah. And you're like, okay, fine, let me go back. And eventually when I got to Seagull and I was like, Seagull Republic, I was like, no, no, no. 
Now I don't mind. I don't even want your your feedback because this <laughs> one I can feel it. It's the one. <laughs> no, it works. It absolutely works. It look. It it just pinged on me now. <laughs> but also, it just pinged on me a few weeks ago that San L musician is actually Sanelle. Yeah. Musician, so yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, I didn't know that. I did not know that. <laughs> so these things are delayed on me. What can I say? <laughs> so at the heart of of your brand is also sustainability. There, there's a few things that you are doing at a very conscious level as you you build this business yeah. and one of those is sustainability how, how are you managing that because i think anytime we talk sustainability even if you're talking upcycling and there's a lot of incredible fabrics that people can do and materials and textiles that are upcycled but that's technology and sometimes it's technology that's not cheap yeah look you know i will not lie and say especially with the fabrics and the technology that is needed in active wear it is not easy. It is not simple. Um, because the biggest thing is you, you kind of have to figure out, okay, who am I uh, playing with? Who am I competing with? And because of that, you then have to, you know, make plans around making sure that the product itself is still competitive. Mm. So what we what we have done is we've literally just looked at our suppliers because... You know, as much as manufacturing is nice and closed in SA, um, there are some really big guys who are doing great work. And when we have conversations with them, we do ask them mm. how they manage um, and how they, you know, source their fabrics, how they, you know, upcycle and how they choose their inks because all of our fabrics are, um, are sublimated. So mm. we use a lot of that. Uh, we check the processing as well. We do our own research to figure out which fabrics are actually more environmentally friendly and which are not and we have clear and conscious plans that say from where we are today how do we get better and better and better with time mm. so yeah i mean sustainability we can't we can't ignore it um mm. in, in any way um so yeah it is something that we continue to work on i mean even now um, we've just started working on, you know, getting our own machinery for sublimating mm. in, so that what we can control. What is that fancy word you keep using? Oh, sublimating is um, putting the the print onto the fabric. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, so because every all of our stuff has a print, mm. that is the biggest uh, part of, you know, the work that we do yes. and where in the value chain a lot of our resources go to. Mm. So now we are literally getting our first machine that we will own, which is a Beautiful. big deal oh, for Of course, us. yes. And then now we can control those kind of things that say, you know, what are the right fabrics that we want to play with? What are the inks that we can play with? Mm. Because there are sustainable inks. There are There's so much technology that is out there. Um, we just need to now start to control it ourselves. Yeah. Um, and when you are less at the mercy of a of a third party, yeah. you then are able to move faster and move at speed in terms of turning things around, um, especially in that space. It definitely seems like you're a lady who knows exactly what she's doing in this space um, and, and the company is on the right trajectory. And I've got to ask you, just as we prepare to wrap it up, because you come from marketing, um, you know, I had this conversation with somebody a couple of weeks ago and they were saying and they're starting a retail brand um and and they were saying it's not enough because i asked them why aren't you doing it here they're not doing it here they're doing it in paris and then bringing it in mm -hmm. and i was like why why aren't you doing it here mm -hmm. and they said you know in the in the world where i see my brand and my company going it's not enough for me to be made in sa 
or mm. made in Africa, mm. in Africa. Mm. you know, and they, were, and they went one step further and they're like, let me challenge your mind. No one cares. Mm. You, you know, in the retail space, no one cares. Mm. I need to be able to compete mm. on a global level and compete in terms of quality, standard, innovation, mm. technology, blah, mm. blah, blah, fish paste. Mm. So I'm going where they will do it the best. Mm. So mm. that, you know, you're not going to flip the label and say, oh, it's made in SA. It's enough for me to buy. It's enough. Yeah. So, look, there's um, a lot of truth in that. But I will express maybe something slightly different. Yeah. Um, for me, one, being able to be made in South Africa and to get us to a place where we are able to match the other markets. I mean, they also didn't start mm. the way they, where they are now. Yeah. Um, you know, fashion is literally, if you think of places like Turkey and China, it's it's a big, it's a very big contributor into um, the economy and the sustainability of the country. Yeah. So I'm very passionate about re being part of the rebuilding of our manufacturing in South Africa. And yes, that does come with its downfall. Mm. And the downfall is the fact that, okay, fine, you don't have this fancy that, fancy that. However, with time, you will also get there. Um, and then, you know, in terms of made in Africa, I've had a completely different experience. So we showcased in Switzerland uh, in May. Mm. And the fact that we were made in Africa was a big deal. Mm. And the fact that it is from Africa, um, people are willing to pay a huge premium for it because they know that we don't have factories and factories and everything is run mm. through machinery. They know that there is a mama somewhere who is actually um, making these tights and making these jackets. And in fact, they want to hear the stories. Um, so I think for me, it is a, um, it's a choice as a brand mm. as to what is it that you want to go after. So I'm not saying, you know, the other route of saying, okay, I want to be made in Paris mm. and I want to be the best. That's also, you know, a, a brand story that you can tell. But for Sego specifically, we really want to work with South Africans. We want to build factories here. We want to go out and learn and figure out what makes this Paris um, tight so much better than mine. Mm. And if it is the technology, yes, it might take us time, but we can also get that machinery. It can come back to SA. Um, I work with designers. I mean, like I said earlier, um, I come from a marketing background. I've always loved fashion. I've always loved designing, but mm. I never had the privilege to actually go and study it. You know, I mean, I was raised by an accountant who was just like, what are you talking about? You yeah. want to go make dresses. Um, so now I work with designers. So I see, you know, the talent that exists in SA. I work with seamstresses. That is, for me, completely different from just saying, I'm going to go, you know, to mm. China and just say, guys, here's my collection. Just make it and Turn bring it, it back. Out. Yes. Yeah. So that, for me, is it, it's really, really important. And yes, it does come with its downfalls. But I believe with time we will also I love catch it. up. I'm hearing everything that I love and I'm obsessed with the process. I mean, it's part of the reason I do the show and done shows previously on yeah. other platforms. Um, you know, whether you're a visual artist, whether you're in retail, whatever it is that you've chosen to outlet as your creative platform. Yeah. I'm all obsessed about the process because I think the appreciation of the final product yeah. comes in the process. Yeah. Madam, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you it for is Siko Republic. From now on, <laughs> I shall pronounce it in vernacular. <laughs> <laughs> it is Siko Republic, Chabalila Kuala <laughs> joining me. And of course, she is on Instagram at uh, 22, 9 o'clock right here on The Art of Everything.